0: welcome guys once again to the mmos.com podcast this is episode 98 now and this is altai joined this week by
1: Omer, Gumble,
2: matt hey,
1: Full right, house. we got the entire mmos.com crew today and we have a great podcast for you guys this week but before we get to some of the silly stuff Gumby, to be take away with the weekly raid
3: Alright, this week's Weekly Raid is uh, a little more practical. We're talking about multitasking while we play games. I think we're all guilty of it, or at least I assume we're all guilty of it. So maybe I'm an asshole, we'll find out. I know that when I play certain MMORPGs, I can't help but watch something while I'm playing. I binge-watched All of the Wire while grinding in Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, when Burning Crusade came out and I only had one monitor, I would play WoW in the top half of my screen. I watch Indiana Jones and Home Movies on the bottom half. And I'm curious if this is something uh, most people do. Are we all multitasking now when we play games? And I remember, I think back to the past, it's not something I ever did before. It happened around, I don't know, 2010, 9, somewhere around there. I started multitasking all the time. And I wonder, and so my first question is, do you multitask? And then I think we can follow up with it is, you know, does that point to an issue? And actually I said in the comments here, because someone had already left us a reply, that sometimes when I judge a game, I think about, whether or not I'm so engaged by it that I don't multitask or I don't watch something while I'm playing at all. And that doesn't happen too often. Actually, it normally happens when a game has amazing music and then I feel compelled to, to not do anything else, like say a sound temp game like tree of savior. So I figure, well, whoever wants to start, uh, just tell me, do you multitask? And then, uh, do you think it's a problem or, uh, no big deal? Just a natural thing. We all do, no matter what we're doing. (laughs)
4: Uh, I'll go first because this will be short. No, I don't multitask. I uh, I invest all of my uh, attention onto a game for the most part, except for, like, since I have the second monitor now, I'll get, like, distracted by Discord or something every now and then. When I watch, mm-hmm. like, out of the corner of my eye, I see a... Me- that's, that's not really multitasking because I stop and I look at it. I, I don't multitask because it... I don't know. I, I have this obsessive thing when I'm watching shows where I I have to go back if I miss shit like a significant portion of it so I just I don't like multitasking because I don't Uh, like missing that I can respect uh, that good choice and I just yeah I I don't but I, I don't think it's necessarily a problem I mean some people are only happy if they're doing like 5 million things at once but I think it points to like, especially with MMOs, it points to a lack of active, like, decision-making being made in a game that you can divert your focus to something else while you're playing it. That's a problem on the game design end, maybe, but not on the people end.
1: All right. I think I think some games are better lended to multitasking and different processes in a game. Uh when I have a 14, I actually end up watching uh, quite a bit of, if I remember correctly, 30s Rock. That was a very uh, really? like, multitaskable sh- like, show, too. Because I feel like you can't watch every show on multitasking because you lose attention, right? So if a show requires like the kind of follow the plot development throughout the whole thing, I feel like you'd miss out a lot. So I feel like comedies, I feel like I can do while playing games. And more specifically while leveling up. Uh, dungeon content is going to require a little more attention if you're raiding. Not really like pug groups, but like when you're raiding, it requires more attention, so you can't. But the leveling process, I feel like it can be improved by... Uh, you know, multitasking and, and watching uh, TV shows, but because I, I have a little pet peeve of mine when I'm watching like a, a serious show, a little more serious. That's not a comedy. Comedy is like the only show like I don't really, you know, I can watch while doing something else. But if I'm watching a more serious show, it does require my full attention. Because and, and my pet peeve is when I watch shows, from other people, I, I I get like peeved when they don't get when they, when they don't get their full attention to it. You know, I feel like I gotta always watch what I'm watching. and I want people sitting watching it with me. To be always watching at the same time. So if anybody fiddles with their phone, or they're sitting next to me, I'll be, like, triggered on the inside. Hate them. Saying, you don't want to you don't wanna,
2: you don't wanna hear this.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ex- <laughs> yes. My mind is blown when somebody, uh, like, and it actually, it applies to, like, like, certain situations in gaming as well. Like, if somebody is distracted while gaming and it's a detriment, it pisses me off. Uh like it, it doesn't happen too much to mwarpgs again because honestly outside of raid content, you never need your full attention. And I'm talking like, you know, difficult raids, like any it kind depends. of dungeons in most games.
2: Yeah. If you're playing if you're playing World of Warcraft, I mean
1: Yeah, yeah, there's no attention yeah. required there. Unless you do All heroic right. raids, it's different. There were mythic raids. But I remember I was, when I was in league, for example, I play with Witchy once in a while, and one thing is like I'm I'm doing my thing in late and I hear typing. I'm like, why is there typing going on in a freaking league game? But i'm playing with like two friends on discord too like three friends we're all on discord together and someone's typing and it's not in game and i just see them like sitting at tower freaking afk typing on a different window in discord or somewhere else now i'm thinking how do you do this like what are you doing you're missing cs so you can type somewhere else and potentially losing me the game i don't know in when people do it in a game like league or overwatch or dota that requires your attention and I'm going to, it grinds me up on the inside a little bit, but I'm usually not going to say anything because I, I, I don't, oh, this I don't is, be rude or anything.
0: This is why Omar doesn't play with me. Uh, the, and when I played Dota 2, like I used to play like eight games a day for like years. I would picked Ricky as my main, mainly because he, Ricky goes invisible. He's permanently invisible when he's not attacking. And the reason I picked him originally is so I can go AFK in the middle of the lane and just, you know, type or browse the web. And I, I, I won't die because I'll just be AFK standing still. <laughs> so Witchy, I'm with you. I respect that. Even in even in a MOBA, I'll just I'll just, you know, I've no and when I had, when I had one monitor, I would just all tab and just, you know, do what You're I to do. You're the worst. You're the worst.
1: That's all there is <laughs> to You're the worst. I mean, MMORPGs, though, I think multitasking is perfectly fine. I think a lot of people do it and it's understandable because it doesn't require your full attention. It's not a pressing concern. You know, are not a detriment to your team usually, if because you, you, most you know if you're doing solo content, it's definitely no detriment. If you're in a dungeon, yeah, you, you may be hurting DPS a bit, but as long as you're not wiping, it's no big deal.
4: I still think that again points to a problem with MMORPG game design that you can multitask and still succeed. Okay, that's my succeed. cue. All
2: right, that's my cue. <laughs> <Web of you. laughs> All right, so um, I can kind of see like both sides of this. So while I agree that it can be an issue in showing that there is a lack of things to do, a lack of decision-making in games, which causes you to be able to do this to begin with, right? I feel like there, especially in MMOs, like which have a high time requirement, so if you compare like an MMO to, like, say, Battlegrounds, because with Battlegrounds, you can just hop in and play whenever you want, right? Mm-hmm. MMO, especially if you're playing with friends, I mean, we've talked about this issue before where you have to stay caught up with your friends, otherwise you fall behind. So there's just a huge constant time investment with MMOs, right? So like mm-hmm. leveling up in the game. Um, a lot of people, I feel, want to invest their time in multiple things because, you know, you still want to watch like a show, you know, mm-hmm. friends are watching the latest, like you will want to watch that. But at the same time, they want to play the game so i mean maybe it's just there's there's more like casualness i guess in a lot of a lot of games that they want to manage of that
1: basically basically screw people that multitask in competitive games all right (laughs) you guys take this game so seriously
2: competitive but i mean Mm -hmm. with an mmo when you're just when you're just grinding maybe it's okay to have yeah
1: i agree that's it's perfectly okay then (laughs)
2: I, I guess it depends on the game though because like i like you know I, I guess you could you do that in blade and soul
1: yes while you're grinding 100 percent, no problem because you have your uh, rotations down pat and the regular outside of dungeons especially you might die in dungeons if you don't pay attention even like easy dungeons but if you're just yeah. leveling up and like, grinding stuff yeah it's very easy to do
2: man but then again saying that makes me think about those chinese games that you auto play
1: but those, those are to the point where they're literally like, like, actually, that's a good point bringing that up because a lot of MMORPGs like Ragnarok Journey is one, you know, all of course, All Roads of the Ragnarok. But so many mobile and browser games today and big browser MMORPGs like these are mega successful games have auto-playing features, including Naruto Online, which I did a second look video for uh, last week. I mean, these games are enormous. They have millions of players, 800 plus, like 500 plus servers in Naruto Online. And so much of the content is auto-played. To the point where the game is basically telling you, go do something else. You know, we don't need your attention here. Like, <laughs> you'd be silly to basically give that game your full attention. There's literally no need to. So you have to multitask unless you're like the most patient person in the world. So I feel like more games are leaning towards, I guess, encouraging uh, lack of you know engagement or something. I don't know, but I, mean, I don't think. Yeah, go ahead.
2: Uh, maybe maybe games should implement like two routes to their leveling, like one for more active players. I think a game that did this really well was Terra. So with Terra, you had, like, the trash mobs that you could just kill without thinking about it, and then you had the bams, right? Mm -hmm. And both of them were, like, viable methods of leveling. Um, Maybe something, like, you know, you have one way that's, like, a little bit faster for people that really like the active style, and then you have, like, the no-brain style for people that kind of want to multitask. So maybe Mm -hmm. going towards that, you can hit both at the same time and have, you know, people switch between. Because, like, e- even with me, while I do like the active gameplay more of like fighting BAMs, like there are some occasions where you're like, you know, I'm going to watch a show. Give me something else to watch while I'm watching that.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: That's fair. Well, yeah, I, you know, I think I, you mentioned I'm... your weekly rate. Your Civ was a great game for uh, multitasking.
3: Oh yeah, I mean, Civilization is the king. Civilization, you can do. I used to leave it on another monitor and just do whatever I had to do throughout the day and go back, make my turn, come back. So it's, you know, because Civ is more like a board game. So there's no, I think, games that cater to less active elements. doesn't necessarily mean they're worse or, or better or anything, but they they allow you to get other things done. And, and in some cases, I like that. Like when I was a student, that was the best because I could get some work done and still play a game throughout the day. I mean, in the end game of the played, day... Yeah. Go
4: ahead.
0: Oh, uh... oh, I was just... <laughs> Someone take it. Right, I was gonna say, at the end of the day, uh, <laughs> multitasking. One because with the growth of uh, multiple, multiple monitors, borderless window being like default now, um, basically, yeah. Basically, everyone is gonna be multitasking. Things like Twitch, you know, watching a stream while you play—that's pretty popular. I do that sometimes. So uh, whether you guys like—I mean, whether you guys find it frustrating or not—I think that's gonna be the
1: norm going forward i do feel like people have lost something myself included like our, our our willingness to dedicate to one thing i think in the pursuit of doing more things at once i feel like we, we lost a bit of our humanity oh. of, our, of our attention span of our like dedication I
2: well, think, this so that's that, that, an issue that, in games no the discourse goes a
1: bit further too and i think it's, it, it is kind of it manifests itself in the, the games we play today from the idle games i feel like the rise of idle games even clicky clickers and auto-playing auto, auto browser games over the last few years, and even the more the client RPGs that have become so easy that re- didn't require any kind of like decision-making difficulty you cannot wipe in so many games, and the rise of casualness in games, I think is a reflection of uh, just our attention span is lost. Our willingness to do one thing is lost. The games are almost designed to be balanced around being 90% AFK mentally. But I mean, that's the only reason that explains the easiness in a lot of you're games. You're
0: assuming we got attention span went down. Maybe the market is discovering that our, we always preferred this. Yeah, and, true, and now, you know, and, and, and the products are getting better suited to our natural uh, attention span, which is like minutes or seconds.
3: I think it's more like the, the market is getting more skinner and it's just throwing more shiny shit in our faces to distract us. That's my belief. Uh, if anyone is, is interested in this stuff, though there's a ton of research out there. This isn't really MMOs.com on distraction because we are increasingly distracted in our uh, day and age, not just in games but everywhere. Uh, a lot actually, of fun stuff. Actually
2: it's MMOs.com important. has
3: published at
1: least three three uh, peer-reviewed articles on this on this topic. And we, wow. you know, we, we have all new, we have new researches on board. we got you know we got the whole <laughs> yeah. cache of academic intellectuals on the mos.com team. I was just I gonna say. I PhD think a lot of in surgery. Go ahead.
4: I was just gonna say. I think a lot of it comes back to our uh, obsession with being able to do like every instead of focusing on what I like mm-hmm. to do. Yep.
1: All right. All right. That's that's uh, yeah. That's our multitasking bit over here. I, I want to hit sure you up. have uh, a comment. Actually, let, let's talk a little about April Fools. It was this last week, and we had some oh, want great, some great content. Let's, let, let's just cover. Let's just run through April Fools' real quick, because uh, I
3: thought it was a lot of it was really good. I think it Gummy, you wrote most of stuff. You wrote most of it, so just maybe hit the ones you like. Do you want to, Oh man, I wasn't prepared for this. So on April Fools', I had been looking forward to April Fools' all year. I even had a, I even had an Excel sheet with some uh, ideas, and then April Fools' rolled around, and we just went right for it. A lot of these ideas were kind of came out of our little meetings that we have. I thought this one was funny. Omer also made an April Fool's uh, joke post, and that one did quite well on the old Reddit. We'll get to that in a second. This one, uh, we put this out here that Overwatch removed the defeat screen and replaced it with the number two. A few people actually (laughs) believed it. Uh, Actually, my favorite thing of today is we had a post uh, I did called uh, Blizzard uh, finally is going to release legacy Service." It was actually picked up by one of our competitors or, or... friend sites in the business and they deleted the post but i can take a screenshot i'm getting that screenshot right now pretty hilarious and they this you know well, they, yeah. they they did get a laugh out of it i they told them on twitter and uh you know i was happy to have tricked them we got a few people took things seriously i we do have a post it's a happy april fool's day post and i put some comments i'll put that up we got a few really nice comments from people around the LMO sphere. one was kill yourself which when you translate <laughs> it on facebook we write KYS that says kiss I thought that was great. A lot of people <laughs> thought Omer's Wildstar joke was the worst April Fool's prank of all time. Wow. I guess some people are a little sensitive. I Actually, my personal favorite, though, I'll end it here, too. If you want to see more of the April Fool's stuff we did, it's currently at the bottom of page 3 on MMOs.com, because of course it was Saturday. I thought this was the funniest thing. Uh, it was uh, hi Res announces a new MMORPG, World of Smitecraft, uh, because if you follow hi Res Studios at all, they just take they just look at what's successful in the market, whether it's a mobile game or you know a hero shooter. They pretty much just uh, copy it and then they pretend that they came up with it. I mean, it's okay to you know take what you see as successful and go in your own direction, but you don't have to act like you're the uh, original genius there. And this one did quite it pretty well too. So I had a lot of fun. Uh, Someone person left a comment that said that you like to go overboard. Yes, I do. So if you follow the site in the future, expect Every April Fool's to be a full front page of uh, BS. Because uh, <laughs> that's what I love. And I hope you guys found it funny, or if you got offended, I guess that's too bad. Uh, because I it, I wouldn't stop. <laughs> Great
1: Photoshop work, Gumby, on World of Smitecraft. That you know was... what's funny
3: is that I didn't realize it until I, I dragged the PNG on top, but the font does look similar. <laughs>
2: really? It really does, people... actually. Why do people get offended? What's the...
3: I don't know. You know how people get offended. People, people. I did the. I did. President Trump bans Chinese MMRPGs, and you want to talk about some latent uh, uh, generalizing. People were like, yeah, that's a great idea. Let's ban Chinese MMRPGs. Not knowing that <laughs> if you ban Chinese MMRPGs or Chinese studios, you would probably ban most of the Western markets so, because they're all owned by China.
2: He'd ban League of Legends.
3: <laughs> yeah, pretty not, much. Not a bad idea. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Yo, we we need we need revelation online in our lives, all right? We gotta go kill some dumplings, all right? Oh, actually, this was my actual. I'll I'll end it here. Sorry, this is my actual favorite. Uh, I think I talked about this a while ago. It was Battleborn drops buy to play ops for a subscription model. <laughs> <laughs> You're overwhelming player base. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Omer, Omer, no, uh, you should show. We should show Omer's video actually. Um I mean, you put a lot of work in. You're a bigger ten like uh, second video. Asshole than me. This was like, like this.
1: This is this one for sure. All right, Shu, WildStar 2 was officially announced, launching in mid 2018. Some classic <laughs> made-up quotes. All right. Kim <laughs> jin CEO of NCSoft, commented that WildStar remains one of our most profitable and popular franchises, and we're excited to have <laughs> a sequel to one of our most revered titles. And I got a. I got. There was actually a short clip on YouTube of the CEO talking about Aeon or something. Right. It was all in Korean. So I'm like, wait, this is beautiful. We got the CEO of NCSoft talking in Korean with no subtitles. So I just slapped some nonsense to get, I, I <laughs> put some text in the bottom. So you know, I it, wonder
2: if people ever get in trouble for these, like if, uh, you know, the company is like, whoa, like, you know, <laughs> they, they like send a message and they get like, 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 you like leaking some shit or something. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> I love this guy's cool. face in the video. He just looks yeah. like he's scared. And so it, <laughs> it works so well for what he's saying. It just doesn't work, but it, it really does. Good job. You went above, you went above beyond anything I would have done, so.
1: Actually, if you look at the, the YouTube page for this, because I actually uploaded this on MOS.com, this video, and I put it as unlisted so nobody can find it, right? Unless, so you have to actually click through from MOS.com to see the video. And one of the comments is April Fool's question mark? Other ones, is this April Fool's joke that like got posted early question mark? People weren't sure <laughs> if this was April Fool's joke. Where it's so obvious in the video, why would the CEO of NTSOF refer to <laughs> <laughs> our Why would that happen? <laughs> It's so obvious it's bullshit. But I guess as a Korean, they can't understand
3: it, so it might seem legit on first glance. I have to say, I think I was born to just make shit up to be like a propaganda czar because it just flows. I just wanna, I just wanna lie all the time. So uh, that's journal, <laughs> video game journalism. Hashtag uh, crooked, crooked game- gamers. <laughs>
1: Did you like the April Fool's one? I thought about you when I wrote about WildStar. I know how much you love that game.
3: That's Shu's favorite game, right? (laughs) It is. I think it is (laughs) Shu's favorite game. the
2: best ever. (laughs) (laughs) The Wildstar is the best MMORPG and continues to grow.
1: Yeah, of course.
3: (laughs) It seems so unbelievable, all right? It seems legit. Well, I wanted to take us in some some actual uh, discussion here, Mm -hmm. uh, kind of building off what we were just talking about with Chinese Studios. We have a really nice infographic on the site. about the Chinese takeover of Western Game Studios. And I I put the link there if you want to bring that up, Mm -hmm. unless you're already ahead of me. And if you guys don't know, uh, not just MMO Studios are owned by uh, Chinese companies, but uh, many, many studios, many, many companies, and actually uh, Superdata, I think we talked about this last week, (laughs) predicted a while ago that we would see one to two Western publishers picked up by Chinese companies every month. Um, now we don't know, we don't have data to back that up now because there's a lot of smaller studios out there, but it's certainly interesting. And I want to remind everyone in our audience that it's not just video game companies from China buying, it's mining and coal or poultry. Uh, the poultry industry <laughs> is buying games, uh, in China. Uh, it's pretty interesting.
1: I think Aaron made a prediction that he, he thinks, uh, grinding gear games will be bought out by, uh, one of the bigger Chinese or one yeah. of the random Chinese studios. Mm-hmm. Sh- should we Could get that on the Excel sheet? I think I think I will put it on an Excel sheet. What, I think um, it's a uh, prediction.
0: So I'll, I'll scroll through this list, uh, this this infographic real quick. Basically, I think what one thing that surprises everyone. Everyone knows uh, League of Legends is owned by Tencent by now, but one thing I still find amazing is Epic Games, the guys behind Unreal Engine, is forty percent owned by uh, Tencent. That's pretty cool.
3: I think. Yeah, I, like I actually didn't know that like till I saw this. Mm-hmm. We talked over each other. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: And what nuts. How how big those companies are getting. Again, it's so weird to see. Uh, like the Snail Games one was very odd. And nobody reported on it. To like, I think uh, Matt was looking it up. But, you know, there was a lawsuit over who owns. Uh, there was a guy suing the Snail Games people, but like they're owned by a Chinese company, and nobody kind of knew that for years. You know, Perfect World owns the company that makes Subnautica, and all these I actually other knew games. that
3: one. That too. Mm-hmm. If you're an NS two player, you know about that. <laughs> NS2 I, mean, NS2, I don't
1: think it was a big commercial success for uh, Perfect World, unfortunately. But mobile games are. They're making a killing on that stuff.
3: Oh, yeah. Uh, I wonder actually, if one day we're going to see every single Western company on here. And um, you know, I think we'll see most eventually. It just, I think, I think Blizzard's going to end up <laughs> here one of these days. I mean, it's at 5% now. Uh, Tencent owns 5%. But eventually, you know. Yeah, no. Blizzard's right. not the... Yeah, no. Yeah, no.
4: You guys want to know something
3: funny?
4: Hmm. So I was looking through that, and you know, Leo Entertainment, the company that owns Warframe right now.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Video for one of their other games. That one. And D Gods, that is not anywhere close to the quality that I thought would be coming out of a company that could afford to buy the company that owned or made <laughs> Warframe. <That was> really- <laughs>
1: What works in China is uh, China is a whole different beast, you know. Like a lot of things that, like, I mean, you can't really complain about the auto playing features and stuff because West, you know, League of Angels and Neruda Online making killing them in the West from the auto play features too. But looking at this game, it does not look, it does not like good quality. Hold up, does does Brazil really count as the West? it is in the Western Hemisphere. All right. So, yes. And, uh, even if you discount Brazil, like, 20% of their players are still America, all right?
2: Is is it just me, but in a lot of Chinese MMOs, the characters always look the same. That's, like, I, I, that's
0: actually racist. Like... That's literally <laughs>
2: racist. <laughs> I'm not trying to be... Oh my god. <laughs> this
1: this is, is that underlawing, underlawing Japanese... Japanese uh, uh, listen, listen, listen. Quote from shoot. All Chinese people are the same. Literally what you just said.
2: No, I'm saying...
1: It's so that like, latent like, Japanese the racism. The
2: character art, you know, it just looks like... Like, it's hard for me to tell, like, between... Sometimes, like, I'll see a game, <laughs> like, I don't even know it's, like, a different game. From, like...
1: Just Oh, you just see the well. wings, you know it's Chinese. You see the wings, you know like, it's Like, if Chinese, I saw, right?
2: like, WoW, like, I would, like, know it's different, right? Versus, like, hmm? like, Final Fantasy or something like that. But, like, in a lot of the... But maybe it's just, like, the graphics quality is really bad in some of these games.
1: Well, I think... I think... They actually all look the same. Forget the actual character designs. Like a lot of those browser games and Chinese MMORPGs are all built on the same engines. I mean, in fact, I think for you know, all the Perfect World games with J Dynasty, Ether Saga, Perfect World, Forsaken World, all built on the same engine. And to the point where even like they're so intermixable, like how similar they are in like character designs and whatnot, except Ether Saga, which is a bit cartoony, but like they were very oddly similar, like on every aspect. So yeah, I think I think that that's a valid point. Alright, shifting gears a bit. There's actually a interesting bit of Kickstarter news, but before we get to the uh, Kickstarter discussion, there are actually two Kickstarters I discovered this week, which I guess kind of fall into the shitty Kickstarter of the week mantra. But and then we have another Kickstarter we can talk about. But first let's go with the let's go with the shitty ones. I think this is the shittiest of the shittiest Kickstarters. Check this one out, guys. This is Creatures of the Golden Realms by Cali. Look at all the progress that's Ooh, been made. Oh,
0: I can see her butt.
1: That's all you get. I guess the guy who made this Kickstarter, is like, I guess he likes drawing, and he just drew some lady, and she's got a nice butt, you know, a nice turquoise slash uh, like seaweed green butt. Seaweed. And is that a color?
3: Seaweed green. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like that could be a crayon. Point out her face. I don't. I feel like a bit like an asshole, but uh, the face kind of looks like Sartre, like Sartre, Sartre reincarnated. I put a picture there. Want to compare? She's got like one eye is kind of leaving Ooh.
1: the body <laughs> so what is this game but about like, i mean there's actually very little to go off of this guy's basically saying uh a game with different regions basis for different creatures that you can make he just like typed this up in like three like two minutes without everything the backspace key once like he didn't even think about this he really like, like i feel like he wasn't even finished right he wrote like a paragraph he's like i'll come back to it later and then he never came back to it later, he said, fuck it, I'll put it live and he published it, right? It's like the most nonsensical Kickstarter. This is like incomplete though, basically. But like, what, why we even bother putting this up? Like nothing's going to happen out of this, right? And then we have another Kickstarter, which is a bit more, whoa, I guess... Uh,
0: let's not uh, move on just yet. Yeah, I want to just point okay. out the estimated uh, delivery dates for the different pledge tiers actually oh, go up. Course, course. So for example, if you give $10, bucks, you will get your reward by 2018, then it's
1: 2019, then 2020. <laughs> Why three- year, why two-year differences? I don't know. <laughs> what the frick? Yeah. Alright guys, we all have to pledge $10 to this game. We gotta make- it, we gotta make Creatures of the Golden Realms a thing, alright? And look look at the subtitle over here. MRPG M- that would put current ones second best. No offense to them, I adore them. You know, what? what, what I initially thought I, it I was- I don't really
2: have a right to make fun of this because I- I kickstarted that one thing that you guys were all making fun of, remember? Oh,
1: you did you, you you bought the the Harry Potter one or something. At least that was something. Yeah, there's more substance there, you know. Dude, this it's is... it's
2: it's playable. It's playable. <laughs> but are you I playing was playing it. it. Uh, I played it a little bit, but like I I kind of want the wand before I actually go hardcore into it. But you know
1: you, you never you, it, the, they, the wand's never coming out. They got they your just, money.
2: They just released an update, like like literally like a day ago, with like a yeah. revamped combat system, all sorts of stuff. <laughs> I don't feel completely ripped off at this point. <laughs>
1: just just mildly ripped off, all right? <laughs> we'll just mildly. Well,
2: they, they, they did push back the one that was supposed to come out in February. And they said it's going to come out in uh, quarter 3 so...
1: Wow. It's been a while, though, since you backed that one, too, so... RIP.
2: Yeah, but, like, I get to see the progress. They send me emails all the time. Like, oh, this is a new patch. This is, like, the patch notes. or new designs. Uh,
1: I mean, something will come out there, at least. Like, these these uh, two kickstars this one especially, these are just obvious. These seem like, uh, like... Like 12-year-olds wrote these. This one is a not-so-selfish dream. He's asking for 20,000 pounds. And just, just scroll through. This is actually, I would actually nominate this as one of the more honest Kickstarters. This guy's got the, he keeps it real. All right, he basically says, "I'm a, uh, you give me this money, I'm going to use it to go to school. All right? What? He's like, I'm going to go to school. I'm going to take some game design lessons. And like, I'm going to make it happen. All right? That's oh what he's saying. He saying. He's like, I don't know shit. All right? I'm going to take this money, go to school. In like three years i'll hopefully know what the fuck i'm doing and i'm gonna figure it out all right i can respect that level of honesty at least he's I not like, saying like uh huh. i like his grammar
0: you're probably thinking da. da, da, da this is a scam <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes he is yeah that's that's true look at his look at his breakdown 4k cable use for hardware and software aka course funding over the next four four to five years he's going to school for four to five years wow this is a. oh my god look at his delivery date it's 2022
3: he's this is far into the future, December 2022. I mean, if I don't trust anyone who says he needs 4,000 for software because he doesn't know about piracy. Yeah, if you're an indie
0: studio and you don't pirate software, you know you're not you're not really uh, being tight with the money, all right?
1: <laughs> anyway, uh, all this kind of leads us to uh, the current Kickstarter campaign for Ship of Heroes, which is worth discussing. I'm gonna link this to you guys. This is the. <laughs> this is the the City of Heroes like inspired game that, uh, that's asking for 400 grand. Wow. All
4: right, here here's my prediction, right? So, we've had too many City of Heroes successors. I put this in the article, but basically the the one that succeeded actually made like 150% of their goal. Mm-hmm. But The thing is, it was the first one, and everybody was still high on the, yeah, we want City of Heroes back
3: train. Yeah, we should point this out, that Ship of Heroes is, there's multiple Kickstarter projects, and Ship of Heroes is one of a couple City of Heroes spiritual successors. So indie studios that love City of Heroes, they're all trying to make, or they're trying to build on that experience and make their own game, and there's a whole bunch of them. So this is just another one of those.
4: So what happened after that is Valiance Online, which is made by Silverhelm Studios. It tried; they they tried to put it on Kickstarter a year later, and it only had an one hundred and fifty thousand dollar goal, and it barely made thirty eight thousand. Mm-hmm. So while the Ship of Heroes Kickstarter is decently well done, all things considered, and it is a City of Heroes successor. I, I think the ship has sailed. I, I don't want to <laughs> say that. I was waiting for that. I, sh-
0: I was waiting for I
4: think, it. I think the ship has sailed. Um, I, I think it, it sailed away with Missing Worlds Media and City of Titans four years ago. You know, I, I think I think it's over with. Um, they're going to make some money, but not enough to reach their goal. And with the all or nothing, like, I don't know what you call that. All or nothing model. Um, they're just not going to make it. it. It's not going to happen. Uh, yeah.
1: Man, this, I think you were very generous when you are saying this, this Kickstarter was uh, semi-complete, semi-something. Have you seen this video? Look at this video. I'm watching the yes, video. Sneak peek,
0: uh, Yeah, sneak peek at combat. I'm looking at that trailer right now in the stream. This game looks like it's from 1999. Let's be real. Well, I, real I meant thought.
4: the Kickstarter. I, I didn't say anything about the game.
1: It looks like nothing. I I am honestly like real talk. Creatures of the Golden Realms is only moderately worse. Wow. Than this, all right. The one we just talked about with the with the seaweed green buttocks. That's only moderately worse. Like this. Like it's got oh, a couple steps ahead a... of it. <laughs> no. They're both. They're both in the in, in the re- the territory of. I'm not going to say anything remotely playable that's decent. All right. They're both in that territory. But maybe we'll get like no, no. something that's. I will say that, yeah. the the Kickstarter. Actually, I had some work went
0: into it, some thought went into this Kickstarter. Yes. You see little banners, like a little um, yeah, displays. Let's not forget
3: stuff. the gifts. Come on, yeah, don't forget these gifts.
1: Uh, look, look I really just... found go
3: ahead. You mm-hmm. want to take go ahead on your point first? I'll
1: take it. Uh, look, I-, I hate to be the one that doesn't get excited over Kickstarters, like, but like, uh, it this looks awful. The video, like, the, the, the combat looks disgusting in the video towards the second half. <laughs> Like, what is this? Like, there's there's no progress made on this, and they want 400 grand. All they did was a character creator and, like, they have some kind of, like, world? Like, this this is not a game yet, and it's not close to a game, and they want
3: 400 grand. It's a lot of money. What I find interesting about all these City of Heroes spiritual successors, and I've been told I'm insensitive about this, is that, um, there's so many of them, right? And there's a lot of people who loved, uh, City of Heroes. But yet they they're, they're, all these cool. projects splintered, and I always I was always wondered, you know, why is it that there was never any type of communication, or maybe there was between these parts, Why they didn't you know pool their resources to make the game they wanted to make? Ego. And I think I think a big problem, and yeah, that that's probably a lot of it is that you have this fragmented, like Matt was saying, you have this this fragmented spiritual, these fragmented spiritual successor projects. Shit, that's hard to say. And uh, so people kind of get, they get burnt out. You know, if they've already supported another one, then, mm-hmm. you know, why would they support this one as well? You know, if you're all if if your purpose is to capture the audience that loved City of Heroes, then you can't have four or five <coughs> different projects trying to be that one game. It's not going to work.
2: So is this actually, like, a large amount of people that want...
1: No, clearly not.
4: Yes. Okay. Yes. No, I disagree. Oh, if, that's if, not fair. Wait, there, wait, are wait,
3: there
2: are a lot of people that want City but, of Heroes. But if there is a large amount, why hasn't... The market done anything
4: about it is they did trying to they, they, they did with the first one with um yeah, let's, let's get a link city to that right now city of titans made six hundred seventy-eight thousand dollars on kickstarter i mean it's it just hasn't come to fruition yet and i i don't know what's going on with city of titans personally but i i do know that it hasn't come to fruition yet and valiance online didn't make its kickstarter goal but they've still continued on and they've had various alpha tests over the years um, it's never made in it anywhere near a complete product, but it's it's there, and people are working on it. Um, the, the problem is that, like Sean said, it doesn't matter what you do with it, right? You can have. It's City of Heroes, but it's on a spaceship, and it has more crafting, which is Ship of Heroes. You can have City of Heroes, but it's not City of Heroes, which is City of Titans. It doesn't matter how many different splinters of that there are. It's an MMORPG, and it's an MMORPG based on another MMORPG, so it's built inside a box. And inside that box, there's only room for one of them to succeed. The other ones will be shoved into the corner and, like, overshadowed, where it's l- the others can't. will be lucky to be seen. You know, it's, it, it doesn't work the way that these people think it works. You can't just go, "Oh, hey, they're doing that. I love City of Heroes too. I should do that." It it, it doesn't work like that.
1: I'm One looking in- at Sea of Titans. It looks very like incomplete. Even like the, their Kickstarter <laughs> looks even more incomplete than uh, Ship of Heroes. You know the problem well, is, if,
3: if, if, <laughs> go ahead.
0: The problem with all these City of Hero uh, spiritual successors, they none of them know how to make a logo look at these logos I mean like what? Well, this is some this is some amateur hour uh well you don't know how to make a logo
3: either but you know how to go to a forum where you can get logos well, hey
0: yeah. how can how can you display your product or your brand with this logo like this one of Heroes or this Phoenix Project City of Titans I mean this is like this is bad this is some this is some
3: bad logo That work. font, that Phoenix Project font you know that I think that's the same exact font that the um... Remember the original Batman cartoon? I'm going to bring it up now. I'm pretty sure it's the same font the original Batman cartoon used. If you got Did no one watch that? Jesus Christ. That's like my childhood.
4: <laughs> I mean, I watched okay. it. I don't remember the font. I have. I'm going to find it right now. All right. I've literally never been big on anything superhero related.
1: Oh, that's fair. Guys, I'm looking at this game, this uh, City of Titans one, the one that raised 600 grand. This looks awful. Uh when is when, the, when is their expected release date? I'm going to find this never uh i will give anyone 10 to 1 odds is not going to make their release date let's see they're aiming for what uh, no they're aiming for 2015. Oh, let's see the release date looks like be 2015. the yeah, delivery date is 2015. so obviously they already didn't make it but i i will give anyone 10 to 1 odds this game is not coming out in the next two years anyone want take uh, five dollar nope. bet you nope. you win 50 bucks <laughs> you only risk five dollars this looks all I, no. I don't think any of these games are going to make it it's just so they're all dead in water they're all dead in water This is nothing this is the it's so cringy what, what little they have and honestly looking at the city of the city of Titans, uh ship of heroes has way more and that's
3: what i made fun of earlier too speaking of How, that, aren't you, aren't you uh, i just want to build up almost point real quick just isn't that pointing to a kickstarter issue where um you have these big kickstarter projects and you have to build hype for your product in order to fund the kickstarter but by the time you're able to finish something like an MMORPG that hype has waned so it doesn't even matter when you meet your schedule you know you can't <laughs> it's hard to hype something once as is it's it's very hard to hype something twice so unless mm-hmm. you have a really fast turnaround i just don't think you can keep the momentum going
1: i i just feel like kickstarter is a basically is a platform that enables retards to convince people to give them money and these guys have no capability of making a game but with a platform like kickstarter they can present ideas to an uninformed public and be able to potentially raise hundreds of thousands of dollars the fact that the city of titans game was able to basically uh milk the nostalgia and the love of the of the city of heroes community to get six hundred seventy thousand dollars. i mean any it just after the take a take a look at the game it just seems like there's nothing there and, yeah, but you're assuming malice. I, I really think they have not, good not, not malice, no. I do think that people had uh, intention of making something cool, but it's clear to me it's that it's never going to happen. Based on what they presented, based on the awful art and the web, disgusting website for the game, it, they don't even know how to make a website. How do they make a game? The website looks ugly. I hate to be a downer, but like, oh, my, these these Kickstarter games,
3: I don't, You know, it's funny you know. just said that because whenever I go to the Star Citizen website, I always get a little disgusted. It's so much bloat.
1: But at least, Uh, at least they they got something. They raised one hundred forty million. They got, they got like some, (coughs) some like they don't, they don't have the persistent universe. Yeah, they got like a lot of little things that like at least kind of show something is happening. I guess.
4: Anyways, uh, speaking of bets, Omer, you actually do owe me ten bucks and everybody a Red Lobster dinner.
3: Oh, uh, really? For what? What? What bet? Oh, is this about Black Desert? Black Desert.
4: Black Desert and Battle? Wait, we, I never got paid Can that we get $10. a song
3: or some fucking shit now? Like, oh, well. This is a monumental, this is a year in the making. Whoa,
0: you you <laughs> all owe me 10 bucks for that uh, Riders for of Chris, level 20, max level.
3: It
4: was not written down. And what? Did, did you actually get it, level? Level? it was level 25.
0: Yeah. Whatever, well, I got to max level, whatever it was.
3: Oh, that's such bullshit, level 25 well, is max level. Well, what do you want me to say? Alright, if you come over, over, over I'll get you your <laughs> right, just fly right. back from wherever you are and you're backwards or whatever, and I'll get you your, your dinner. All
4: right. <laughs> alright, Omer, I, I expect a red lobster dinner.
1: Alright, alright. I'll I'll feed some red lobster dinner. Alright. You look, I admit <laughs> I was wrong. And this stems again, if you're kinda of confused listening. Uh, I made a small five two small five dollar bets saying that Battleborn will be free to play and that Black Desert will be free to play, and my deadlines did not hit. However, I am I am confident both games. Will be free to play. I'm more confident on Black Desert though. I think Battleboard might shut down for what's free to play, but I Actually, do think Black Desert will go free to play.
4: It's funny that you say that,
1: right? Please bring up that news, man.
4: Because literally every release that Black Desert has had since the North American and European release has been by to play. First, the Taiwanese version, and now the South American version, which is made for the Brazilian audience and the rest mm-hmm. of South America, is going to be by to play.
1: It's look. I still, I still say it's gonna no free to play in North America. I'm not talking N A and i I'm not talking about no, no Brazilian releases. All right.
4: Well, if even the Brazilian market is going to have a buy to play game, I don't think they're going buy to play. In fact,
1: I, 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 I would. Oh, next bet for next year. Oh, next this year. is a new bet. They, well, oh my bet God. new one
4: I actually guarantee you right now that the guys at Pearl Abyss are kicking themselves for not making the Korean, Japanese, and Russian releases buy to play. Because okay. they they're probably they're committed to this buy to play thing, I mean they really are, so I I am guaranteeing you that every release in every region from now on is going to buy, be buy to play. I would be willing right, to bet will, that will one.
1: You, another five dollar bet for uh, twenty at the end of until the end of this year. Five dollar bet, man. I say it goes free to play. What the hell are you playing on Twitch? I am playing the City of Titans,
0: uh, World How Builder. How awful does it look? They basically opened Unreal Engine and they're just messing
1: around. Uh, don't you know that's what it takes to make a game these days? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, um, I, I am actually offended by Kickstarter games. I am as Kickstarter and more RPGs. Offended by these City of Heroes successors to the point like, why don't these geniuses just raise like five million dollars, combine all their funding, and make one Kickstarter page saying we're going to literally offer to buy City of Heroes from NCSoft for five million dollars? Yeah, they're going to talk you for hundred grand, five hundred grand.
4: Hmm? People will well i don't think they're getting that because if i remember correctly richard garriott tried to get uh shit, tabula rasa back from nc soft and he couldn't so i don't but think you, it's he could have ever right
1: amount of money it depends what the, you know what they were asking what they were doing but richard I, garriott like, holds a pint of blood he says let me get back tabula rasa please there's also there's a problem with, <laughs> there was a big liability i think it, and Antisoft end up paying like over 100, like hundred million dollars for Richard Gary because of a lawsuit with Debbie Larasa. There's some bad blood over there. But if a company offers like no way, I, I get it. the fans want the game, right? And then if they email Antisoft and buy, uh, offering like small amounts of money or begging them to release it for free, it's never going to happen, okay? But if they're going to have a real offer, a funded five million dollar credible offer, all of a sudden Antisoft is required to consider it because they're beholden to their shareholders, and their shareholders are going to be pissed off if you don't take a five million dollar offer for an asset that's worth zero on your books. So, like a for profit company has to consider offers like that, especially because NTSoft isn't like a 10, $50 billion company, either like Time Warner with the fucking, you know, with the Astron's Call things, that's much more difficult to pull off. But with a company, it's a real possibility if you can raise $5 million or, you know, maybe even less, but in the millions, you can buy the actual City of Heroes game instead of dicking around with all these successes, which is never going to happen. I, I, why, I feel like that's, that's the play if you want your, the game that you love back. And I think. City of Heroes will be a much better game than any of these successes, which, again, they're not going to happen. So it's going to be much better. Nice. Hmm.
3: That's well, we should play. take this to some... Uh, we should get off this Kickstarter bandwagon. All right. And I By the way, if, it... no, I hate
1: Kickstarter. Kickstarter RPGs, I hate them.
3: I'm a Kickstarter hater confirmed. I think this is the eighth time we've confirmed this, at least. <laughs>
4: mm-hmm. That's why I was laughing when he was like, I'd hate to be the guy who's not excited about Kickstarter. I was so the same thing. Like,
3: you really don't. <laughs>
1: no, it's like, because I feel so many people get excited over games like A- Asher of Creation, Chronicles of. I- it's almost like I want to get excited too, right? Because like uh, there is this this feeling that MWRPGs in the West have, are getting bored or dying and they're not like exciting anymore. And yeah, there has been too much change. Like, I wa- so many people get excited for Asher of Creation and Chronicles of Lyria. I want to get excited. And like I, I try, and I look at these games. And I'm like, are these guys idiots? And Why are they getting excited over this? Or they just they're, they they want to believe. They want to believe. I want to believe too, but I can't believe. All right, help me believe.
3: I need religion in my life. <laughs> I was just gonna say that. <laughs> I think I want to talk about, and it's actually not in our little notes here, but I want to hear from you guys about Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. It's been a, a huge success uh, this past. A week, ever since its release. It's actually risen to the number three spot on the Steam charts. It's actually still there. It's at 56,000 as of this moment. Uh, but it uh, it already peaked at 87,000, which is pretty crazy. Um, it's actually trumped every other Battle Royale game. I know you guys have been playing it, so why don't you... I don't know who wants to take it away. I think uh, Omer, Erhan, and Shu have been spending most of their time in there. So why don't you... I'll
2: let, let Shu take it away? She's
1: been the biggest addict. Shu, why don't you tell everyone how long you've played... Planet player unknowns battlegrounds already.
2: Oh, uh, let me check. 97 hours.
1: Oh, 97.
2: Gosh. Wow. That's. I mean, that's it, not include, I probably idled some of that, but. Mm-hmm. Still but she hasn't even played since hours,
1: launch. So. She bought like a couple days after launch. When I asked her to play with me, so you know you've been playing.
2: Yeah, can, I buy, can I look when I bought it? Doesn't. Oh. Right. I bought it like.
1: At least a few days
2: after. Yeah, it wasn't. Game is really good though. Like, like I. I don't. I didn't really like uh, the other games too, like
1: Arma, the Arma game, Calling. Uh, I, I
2: didn't play the Arma one. I played like Daisy, but
1: you played Calling as well, though.
2: I did play the Calling. I like this one more, a lot more. It's just like the the scale of it is like so much bigger, and. I don't know. It's it's just it's just fun. I, I like the treasure looting aspect of it. It's really fun. It's like, dude, you, you just you're just a gotcha
1: and... gotcha player. Oh. That's why. Basically, go into hey hey hey, gotcha hey, 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 <laughs> hey, hey.
2: These are some accusations, okay? <laughs> but um, yeah. I, I one of the biggest things I like in it is that you can play as four, and you just all start together. Like you don't have to like do this. So so I really used to like Daisy, and this game is really similar to Daisy, um, without the zombies, of course, but. Mm-hmm. Um, just the fact that you don't have to run across the world and try to find each other, like, I don't know, did you guys play DZ? Nope.
0: That's
2: was, like, the worst. Like, you want to play with your friends, like, there's no party. You have to, like, literally just, like, find them. I and hated then, that. Oh, I hated you, that I'm One of you gets, dude, right? And then one of you gets close, and then they get shot in the face, and it's, it's, so, this game kind of alleviates that problem, and it lets you have that experience the survival, like, Hunger Games experience with your friends. Um, it's great. Um, i think there's some some issues with i think and it's a couple bugs but other than that like i mean the game is playable and it's like not a terrible level of playable it's 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 i i don't want to use the word polished but like for a early access game Mm -hmm. i would consider it more polished than most so i highly recommend it at the the price and um if you get in on this early get those loot boxes and sell them <laughs> you'll make your money back
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm enjoying the game a lot as well we talked about it a bit last week but uh it's my first battle royale game and uh, i have only 40 hours into it a little more casual than shu but I, i've been playing it basically in most of my free time uh this week in gaming has been has been basically fully occupied by player unknown battlegrounds uh, loving the game uh, if you have any interest in these style games, give it a try. If you don't you know, I, I think I think it's top notch and this game is gonna make a lot of money. After actually this is the game I actually looked up if uh Blue Hole slash Inmass was publicly traded because I wanted to invest in them after playing this game. They're gonna make so much money on this game going to the future. It peaked at eighty six thousand or so players in the last couple of days, but it's gonna be much higher than that, I think. It's gonna be in the hundreds over a hundred thousand, maybe up to two hundred thousand concurrent users in like a month from now is my guess. I'm very optimistic. Because the numbers are still rising every day.
0: I think Player Unknown's Battlegrounds is one of the rare examples of great game design of of, of late. Um, the map is big, but it does a great job of of making that map playable, both with the circles that you know, the random circles. Mm-hmm. And uh, as she was saying, the scale, uh, it so it manages to make the world big and small at the same time. While the scale, the hundred players, is uh, is a big number, right? And you guys know I love. Lots of concurrent players. That's a big thing for me. Huh. And this game does it. And the fact that you can queue as, you know, one solo, two, three, or four as a team. Uh, so You can play it solo. You can play it with a team. You can play with a friend. You can play with a whole, you know, squad. It, it it just opens up so many possibilities. There's so many different play styles. You can play safe in, a, in like, a corner that no one goes to. You can you can play Rambo and land in, a, you know, a busy place. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it, it it's the first game of this type that I play, too, that I enjoy. And I, it's it's... Okay, so this is a pretty new year, right? But this is the first game, I guess, of twenty sixteen and twenty seventeen, that has really excited me.
1: Uh, so there you go. Good. I think we can appreciate the design as well as you said. Yeah. We really haven't had too many like new games, like a new concept for a game. All right. I mean, there's always variations on puzzle games, variations on FPS games, but this player unknown guy really created a genre with battle royale games. I mean, he didn't invent the concept of battle royale. I think. The first time I heard it was a Japanese movie called Battle Royale. But to make it a game, was uh, it, it's basically a new kind of game. Yeah, it's a variation of FPS, but like the, it really feels different. And it shows like not all the good ideas are taken. And you know, people are always like, oh, you can't make anything different anymore. Everything's already taken, basically. No, I mean, this guy did the original armor mod for Battle Royale, and it worked. It's freaking amazing. And it eventually came out to play knows those battlegrounds. So there are still good ideas out there. And i'm sure there's some great and more pg uh design elements the different concepts that just really haven't been explored yet either so this this shows you that there's still still potential to be tapped in the gaming I, market
2: I, I, I don't think it's 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 that there's there's nothing new to do it's that i think they took something that already existed and then just made it better right? Well, player
1: it, unknowns it, battlegrounds
2: yeah i
1: mean no, he th- i'm thinking he took the armor original armor mod before that there was nothing. Oh, he oh, you're the, talking about the, yeah, Mr. Mr. Unknown, known. yeah. I Mr.
2: thought you were talking about, unknown. like, this game, like, itself.
1: Oh, no, no, no. Because... The, the, yeah, because he took, there was H1, there was King of the Kill, there was uh, Arma, Battle Royale mod, and there was also, vaguely, the calling, which is not right. exactly the same. But, I mean, still, like, you, the, the, all those games are still relatively new in the scope of, like, you know, games. So, they're doing awesome. Yes. God bless.
2: I'm really surprised oh. by the, the, the bullet physics in the game even though like mm-hmm. a lot of people said that it's a little bit unrealistic in the sense that the bullets drop too f- fast but um it, it's, it's interesting like I was watching a video because I, I kept missing in the game right and um oh, oh by the way um if you guys ever want to see us play it me and Omer stream this um mm-hmm. I stream it a lot with Boone and like uh, me and Omer will stream it as well but anyway I digress um so I was I was streaming the game and Chaos Shield, who's in the chat, I think right now, he he was watching me play and he he was like, "You're shooting, you're shooting too high." And I was like, "What?" But the bullet drops right. And he's like, "No, because it, it zeroes for like gravity. So like, if you want to shoot somebody that's like not super far away, you have to like shoot them in the dick, and then like it will shoot them in the face. Like, uh, it's it's <laughs> and and then he sent me a video that like kind of explains like <laughs> the physics of how that works. And it's realistic, kind of actually,
1: yeah, it is realistic, yeah, actually. Yeah, so if you're shooting your, like VRA. down
2: a hill, if you're shooting down a hill, you have to account for the fact that it's going down and the bullet's not going to drop. So if you shoot them in the face, if you're aiming for the face while you're on a hill, it will actually shoot over their head. Huh. So you mm-hmm. have to actually shoot lower, which is really interesting. So and also you have to account for a moving target. So if the target's moving, you have to shoot slightly in front of it to hit them. So just all of this like adds like this. This skill to the game that I think is really interesting. It makes sniping a lot harder, hmm. which is a problem in a lot of these games, I think.
1: Very cool.
2: Anyway, go ahead.
1: Great game. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. great I game. I kill the conversation. I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we we actually take this in a slightly more PG-related conversation too, because uh, Edengrad actually launched an early access uh, this actually just today, actually, and I, we, Matt got you know Gumby and Ike's to try this game out. But basically, this is um, it, it, it's uh, open. This this survival M R P G. It kind of is the same. That maybe not. You know, sorry, no later, But maybe it's kind of like going for a, a Rust slash Arc experience, but and with an M R P G twist to it. <laughs> and it looks like you can gather resources too. So that actually, like I think we talked about in a previous podcast, my perfect M R P G, and it did incorporate like Rust style survival elements with persistent M R P G elements. So, I mean, I'm optimistic on the concept of this game, but because I haven't played it yet and it's really an unknown indie studio, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm questionable about it. I'm actually really looking forward to doing my first <laughs> video and actually playing it, but I feel like this is an awesome concept still. You know, the whole survival, persistent world, and Building base and stuff.
4: Yeah, um, and also, we also have Life is Feudal, the MMO version, which...
1: you got cut off but yeah life is futile is also on the same uh same vein of that so we're seeing a few companies at least try to make a, a persistent world survival persistent world you know resource gra- gathering sandbox rpg. and I think that genre is that that concept is really not to explore just yet we've seen it be done with Ark and Rust but these are more you know you know basically one server with like 300 players or so but to see this in the mrpg I think could be the the next big innovation and i think we talked about this a couple times i'm excited for that constant a lot <laughs> I, I doubt these guys are gonna pull it off very well because they don't have probably the funding or the, the know-how but i mean I'll, I'll curious to try it anyway
4: also got it as you can see in the stream right now it boasts a non-linear non-linear storyline and unconventional quests and i'm not entirely sure what that means but i think they <laughs> mentioned later down on the page that you can do like whatever quests whenever you want they're just kind of there um I don't know. It'll be interesting.
1: I, I visualize nonlinear storyline as like trying to read like Japanese style manga, what you're reading from the right side to the left. Is that, is that what nonlinear means? Come on, you got to read from the other no. pages?
4: No. means <laughs> there's a storyline, but you don't have yeah, to I follow know. it exactly.
1: Yeah, I know, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, I got pretty mixed reviews on Steam right now, only because uh, people are saying optimization problems and whatnot. But I feel like optimization problems are always frustrating. I think... That's probably the biggest pressure point for a lot of PC gaming. And I think that's the reason why console games are still so big in America. Optimizations freaking ruin everything. Even games like Terra and Blade and & Soul, and more PCs are pretty notoriously bad for this, always end up not being optimized. You know, Blessed 2, for example. And it, it, really, it really sucks. I, I, I hate playing a game on my high-end PC and it's just not working well. And I mean, it just, it's, a, it's such a shitty feeling, just lagging. And you love the game, but you, you just don't get the full experience and it drives me mad and it, you know, it's such a big problem on pc games i mean player i know as well it has optimization issues i actually play the game on low on my gtx 1080 to get max frames well wow. and I, don't know, I mean you should have to play i should have to play it on low but i do and it's still not perfect i probably should play on a very low to get even more uh frames
0: uh um, I, I got i got a story if you, anyone else wants to All right. please uh, tell us, pop it around. Tell us a story. Alright, here we go. Well, not really story, a news article. So, Secret World, <laughs> we, we, we heard about the relaunch coming, right? For a while now. <coughs> okay, so the, just the last week they announced that they're gonna relaunch the Secret World as Secret World Legends. And basically what they're doing here is they're gonna get rid of the whole MMORPG title, tag, I should say. And they want to turn it into an action RPG. Which is very interesting. They're not going to shut the game down. It's an exist parallel to the new Secret World Legends, but it will not be updated anymore, the old one. And instead, we're going to get a, an action RPG that's free-to-play. Secret World currently is buy-to-play. Um, they're going to make all the chapters or whatever they're called free-to-play. So you can get the full experience, so all, the, all the current content, all future content free-to-play. Uh, instead, you're going to have to pay for inventory space, uh, kind of like Path of Exile. Uh you got to have to pay for uh, extra character slots because it's only one character slot per account. That's kind of weird. Um, and it's going to come out later this you're year. You're also
4: going to have to pay for uh, individual weapons. So basically what you're going to do is when you start out like in the secret world, you pick two weapons. Mm-hmm. You, have, you pick whatever two weapons you'd like to focus on and kind of level them. And later you can get other weapons and start leveling them. In the secret world legends, you're going to pick what they referred to as a deck and you are going to have to pick a deck of two weapons and you get those for free. You have to pay for the rest of them. So you'll have two out of like 10 weapons for uh free. And um the other thing about it is that uh right. So Secret World owners will get them all for free. They won't have to deal with paying for that.
2: Hell yes, yeah. Nice. <laughs>
3: Oh, it's under That's, a strict yeah. NDA right now, so we can't... I mean, I, I don't have access. I don't think any of us have closed beta access I didn't to Secret sign World.
4: Up. I'm just going to wait, you know? Did you mm-hmm.
2: guys play Secret World? I
3: did. Sean did. I
2: played it too. I didn't play it very much, but um, I I thought it was interesting, like, setting. Cause, yeah, I loved it. I really? Know, there's, there's, too much say, there's, there's too much samey right now, I think.
3: and The, mm-hmm. the setting and the... The fact that they tried to, they made it in an open world and they basically, well, it, may, it reminds me of this comic book that I read as a kid where in the comic book, every single conspiracy was true. And that's basically the secret world's premises. Any conspiracy, any supernatural cult thing you've ever heard is true. And I, I love that kind of setting and it's really fun and different and novel. So I know a lot of people complained about the combat in that game. Uh, it didn't bother me. And that, I guess, explains the whole combat overhaul. Mm-hmm. I only fell out of it because at the time I was playing it, I was uh, playing lots and lots of games. I was hustling hard in, in my life, so I never actually got to the end, but I got pretty far. But yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited to uh, to try out Secret World Legends. Uh, yeah. You know me- what? Uh,
4: one of my favorite moments from the Secret World, right? So, I was right around level ten or eleven, and I had just gotten to that second area. I don't remember what it called you know the one on like cliffside with the beach down below not not the starter zone uh the other one with the the wendigos everywhere <laughs> so i had uh gotten there and they had just added the vanishing of tyler free freeborn i think it's the vanishing of tyler freeborn um which is a dlc thing for higher level players well i didn't know that and it let me t- take the quest so i jumped into that instance and it separated out our group and we're going through it and something hits us and we like die instantly so i i respawn and i start running i just run through the entire instance right i get to this one boss fight and i think i'm stuck for a while i just start jumping around everywhere eventually i glitch my way over a fence and (laughs) just keep running and eventually uh, i made it through the entire instance just running through the entire thing and completing the quest that I wasn't supposed to complete. <laughs> and uh yeah, so that's that's one of my uh most memorable moments in that game is just completely outdoing the game by jumping over a fence. At
1: least uh, you can get over the fence. I hate when MMORPGs you can't jump over a fence. Well you weren't supposed the- to be able to.
2: <laughs> at least they let like,
1: oh, whatever. Every fence should be able to be jumped over. If I can if I can slay dragons and I could uh Kill titans and gods, I still have to jump over a goddamn fence, alright? That's a pet peeve of mine, too. When I can't jump over fences in video games, period, I get mad.
0: Uh, I think the big story with uh, Secret World is not just that they're making uh, this, you know, relaunching this as an action RPG, but that, that they seem to be Funcom as a studio moving away from MMORPGs. Uh, so basically, as someone in chat said, uh, they're going to keep Secret World running, but they're no longer going to develop for it, and they're not going to really sell it anymore. So only old existing players can uh, continue playing it. And this also goes in line <laughs> with their with Anarchy Online and Age of Conan. Uh, they basically sunsetted uh, the games, where they didn't shut them down, but they basically stopped development. So it's uh, it's sad to see one of the original MMORPG studios with uh, Anarchy Online was released you know ages ago. Uh, you know to see one of the first studios. Uh,
3: dedicated to MMORPGs kind of moving away from the genre now. We should point out, though, that Funcom was in uh, or at least the prospect of financial trouble existed for them for quite a long time. And If it wasn't for Conan Exiles, if Conan Exiles had flopped hard, they might, you know, they might be taking a Mm -hmm. different direction. So I'm not surprised to hear that they're, they're, you know, they're pushing they're moving themselves away from MMORPGs, considering the heavy investment.
1: It just the wording they used to describe uh, Secret World Legends felt like they really tried to call it anything but an MMORPG. Like it really yeah. felt like they really danced around it. Just they, uh, is there a sti- stigma for MMORPG? Yeah.
3: Yeah. I. That's a good
1: point. Destiny well, does the same thing where they they don't call it an MMO, but everybody <laughs> knows it's an MMO.
4: Well, here's the thing with Secret World Legends: we don't actually know if it is actually an MMO or we, we don't.
3: But We're just pointing out the wording that uh, I forget the CEO's name uh, was using in uh, various interviews or the way that Funcom has uh, pushed forward. Because remember that the secret world itself is an MMORPG. And now when you announce Secret World Legends, they're calling it a shared world with ARPG elements, which is quite a uh, categorical difference. We can't call it Persistent World.
1: Persistent worlds are too similar to MMORPG. Let's call it, let's call it New World. New word for it. Shared World. There you go. Shared world, right?
2: Oh my god. Like I what said, what the fuck though, does it, that mean?
4: Well, like <laughs> I said, it may not have like the MMORPG element. It may just invite other people into your world. We don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, because we, 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 we try, it. but even, even the Destiny, they really try hard to not call it an MMO, right? And, and it's like, it almost
4: did well because they didn't call it an MMO. But, but why is it? But that's but our why? point. Yeah, it's got a stigma. I mean, I, whether or not we want to admit it here in the West, uh, MMO, they're they're in a decline overall. I mean, we have those casual games that are taking over slowly in the entire genre, you know. But traditional MMOs are in decline, and that's just the way it is. So. Companies are going to try and avoid the term because they don't want to be, have their product associated with a genre that's fine. Just like if something, like, if you had a MOBA that came out tomorrow that had, like, you controlled a group of characters instead of just one character. And it was an RTS by all definitions. They would want to stay away from the RTS definition because the RTS genre has been all but dead for years. There are not but if they make an
1: RTS and they don't call it an RTS, it feels like it's dishonest.
4: Well, it's not dishonest. It's a MOBA. You know, you just don't call it the RTS part of the MOBA. You, you understand what I'm saying?
1: With the RTS example, that's one because RTS does, you know, have a specific connotation. You know, you get your, you have the base builder, you have the the, the building crafting units and stuff. Like, if you call that like instead of an RTS, you call it like uh, a role playing experience. You know, it just it just seems Guard like silly. Quad based
4: MOBA. Squad-based MOBA. There you go.
1: But that's that—that conf- that seems dishonest, and and I would argue that but I it's think not. Even, if they, they call, even if they called Destiny an MO, like I don't think it would have hurt the game really. It just—I don't know why. I, I mean, Speaking of the Destiny, thinking.
0: there's Destiny Two for PC now announced. Uh, yeah.
1: Whoa! Story. Don't worry. Yeah, it's still not it's, MO. Calling it that. It's <laughs> launching
4: on September eighth. It's gonna be on PC. It's got Nathan Fillion. Get hype. <laughs> I'm actually really that? excited to play it on PC because I played the original on PS4 a lot. So, I'd be happy to see it with like graphics all the way up. You know what I mean?
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. I really like the original Destiny, even though everybody else hated it. it well, oh, everybody you... else quote unquote hated it. People played the shit out of it, but they hated it. Believe I... me, <laughs> they hated it. I never played
0: so, Destiny. Uh...
1: So.
3: I
0: have neither i, I, no. I was live PC? my destiny wow wow which is ship posting. <laughs> destiny one was not on pc uh someone in chat uh th- so matt was, is destiny uh buy to play subscription or what is it
4: buy to play with dlc it's okay. it's not it it goes with the traditional um offline shooter model well offline shooter not mm like non-mmo shooter model it, it's got the traditional buy-to-play you buy dlc and put you know all together in a complete edition so how it works and the way the game itself works you have like hubs where you'll see up to like 15 other players i
1: your audio keeps cutting off
4: i think i'm having internet issues Uh-oh. Yeah,
1: so i apologize But anyways I mean, now Destin- they just have a pc to be good
4: Well, anyways, um, what I was saying is Destiny has hubs, right? And in the hubs, you have, like, up to 15 other players at a time. And I think it's the limit is determined by, like, you know how they have regulations for, like, Xbox and stuff? How many players you can have at once on their things? Um, I think that's what's going on. Uh, So you can have up to, like, 15 other players. Then you go out to an open world zone and you do certain quests in the open world zone. And you can see other parties out there. Like you have a party of up to 4 people, you can you can see other parties out there. And that's you can interact with them, you can do sort of like open world like like rifts, you know, and rift. And then you go and you can do instances. So that's how it works. It's it's sort of an MMO, but it's also not really
1: very yeah, actually, highly think, yeah. it, it's a very maybe it was a marketing ploy to not call it an MO because a lot of people have debated, including like all the big you know, IGN games uh, GameSpot and whatnot, like is Destiny an MO that's a topic of discussion and it does create a lot of, you know, like talk no, and it's not about the game.
3: massively. You know, I mean you need <laughs> a thousand and two players and then it's massively.
1: Each didn't year. didn't combat arms call itself an MMO? and like it's got like uh it's a lot they're of people like 12 players yeah it is just labels it just it does i think it could have been a marketing ploy too it could have been a marketing ploy to just not
3: call it that i think my... the whole idea is this right there's a preconception of what an mmo is and an MMORPG, and so as long as you don't call yourself that you know they don't want to give the impression that there's something that they're nuts because i think whether good or bad i think they just don't want to be lumped in you know we are our own game we're destiny <laughs> well we are we're not anything it's else don't compare us to, you know don't compare us to any other MMO you can think of and it's I understand a, that because people always group things together under a label and you know and I think we I think the obsession with calling something MMO or not has taken things too far and you start comparing things that aren't really alike that shouldn't be compared and um so I respect them trying to get away from that label it's, it's an
4: FPS with Diablo kind of loot and raids, so yeah, not really a traditional MMO by any means.
1: But it doesn't be a traditional MMO, it can just be an untraditional MMO or some other kind of MMO. And I got I, mean, I don't want to hear you talk about MMOs for a second. You, I think you and Erhan defended
3: online chess being an mmo as long as i think i think, I think we stuff. defended it adequately i think we i think no we continue to defend things without emotion unlike the vast majority of people and uh just because you don't like something doesn't mean uh no, it, it, it you're straight no if you can call chess with two people so we will say
1: persistent laddering persistent rankings in the chat a global chat according to you and Aaron, it
3: wasn't mmo just so we no. should settle this like the the great philosophers like socrates or kant uh, we should have a fist fight, and that's how we'll decide uh, who's right. That's how all think-
1: factions decide, the fist fights.
3: <laughs> yeah, definitely. There should be a chess MMO, actually. Not mm-hmm. like the actual game. Maybe you,
1: you, you, you have to pay to be the queen, though, because the queens are OP. Otherwise, you start off as a pawn. <laughs> all right.
3: <laughs> uh, uh, class change, change. class change. A job is <laughs> a <for>, job. <laughs> yeah, there you oh, go. Yeah. That's the pay-to-win part, though. You have to pay the class change.
4: <laughs> I, I got a good question. So you guys, uh-huh. have, I don't know if you guys have even heard of this game before. Record of lodos war online is coming out in two days and it launched in Korea and Japan previously Mm -hmm. But did anyone know that it was coming out in English because I don't remember them ever announcing that I I Don't remember this happening But apparently on the 16th of last month the website came up and like the five people that are actually on the forums and noticed it knew that it was coming so I, I saw that the other day and I'm like this is happening like really this is and this is, is exceptionally weird because this is based on a series of novels that came out between 1988 and 1993 originally, and it's had a lot of games. There have been like 10 to 15 games over the lifespan of the entire series, and I think the first one came out the year that the first novel came out. So in that time, only one of them has been released in English officially, and that was the one for Dreamcast, which was kind of Diablo-like. Which, <laughs> which
1: you know, how hard they can be... to
4: probably really hard, <laughs> uh, yeah. But I mean, it's just shocking that this one all of a sudden is coming out in English, especially when it's a dated isometric MMORPG. Which, even though it has clean graphics, I mean, it, it's very, very old school. It's not I'm the excited. kind of thing that works here in the West anymore. And I'm just kind of shocked. I, I'm I just... going to try it out for sure. Just but,
2: to clarify
4: yeah. too, the novels were actually replays. Yeah, the Charter. novels were replays of Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. Of
2: the That's
3: smart. I love Look this at style. This game. I have been a fan of this style forever since playing Ragnarok. So I mean I made s- it or not. World <laughs> World, I think. I've said it before. There is
0: no it. reason for PC games to not be isometric. There nothing is nothing is nothing beyond this adds any value. <laughs>
1: I think yeah, Overwatch fun. should be asymmetric yeah. too. World yes, of Warcraft should be it's... asymmetric.
3: Well,
0: yes, World of Warcraft should be asymmetric. And should be... Asymmetric. Yes, if World of Warcraft
3: not was not is asymmetric, they would have 10 million players. Not 5.5 yes, or whatever I agree.
2: they have. Yeah, a, you know what? Lotus takes place in this Forcelia setting. And it has like a bunch of novels and anime.
1: I'm not gonna lie. I do like the art style in this game though. But it looks so much like Redstone. It looks like... Is it by the same company?
3: It's I don't see the, the name, so no. It's, o- no can you website, go to their website? Yes, it's on company. Can you go to their website? Because uh, this website looks like... Um, boy, this website looks like a private server. This website does not. It, look, it looks like a little website where you click a thing and you see the players and it's all those stolen Facebook avatars claiming to be actual people. You know what i talking about?
2: But, so, so this game calls itself Lotus War Online, but like are, so I'm assuming it takes place on Lotus Island. Are we going to... Does anyone know if like any of the, the characters like does it take place well, at the same time? Well, it's based As, like,
4: on, on the Grey story Witch? of the books. It's based on the story of the books. It starts with Grey Witch and then moves on.
3: Oh nice. I, know.
1: Well, I mean, let me show you, uh, let me, sh- this looks just like a little bit more polished Redstone. It is the same company. I'm gonna link you the what Redstone looks like so you can see. It looks very similar. Uh, it looks way sharper though way way nicer and redstone is actually still relevant today people still play redstone It's still available from the official from the developer itself So, <laughs> you know, this this look and feel does it does work. It's got some you know, nostalgic player base
4: In Korea the same company also publishes a Where
1: they publish Matt you got cut off again,
4: they publish an MMO shmup.
3: Oh, mm. all right shmup What does that mean? shit em up them up Oh, oh, my God. Good at so something nice. new. Well, it sounds like schlock. No, I
1: actually I actually wrote this down yeah. in my notepad. I want to do a first look for this game the second it comes out, because it actually it piques my interest. I do like that. Yeah, mine too.
3: I'm a little excited. It'd be a grind as well, maybe.
4: Surprisingly, I've seen a lot of people that are excited. For it
1: because wow. it's just
4: old school. I guess because it's so incredibly old school that it's like we haven't seen this in like a decade in hmm. the West.
3: Oh, we saw Tree of Savior, but, uh, yeah. I <laughs>
4: I, I don't know if that's the same. <laughs> I'm
2: probably going to hey, play this. Nice.
1: I hope the translation's okay. David, yeah, looks awesome. They even say on the homepage, Return of the Classic MMORPG. So they're, they, mean, they are referring themselves as a, you know, a throwback to the Classic MMO. But I'm curious, will they have the grind of Classic MMORPGs? Will they have the difficulty yeah, of classic more RPGs? On. I think it might. But the thing is, even even Redstone, the guys they made Redstone as well, it's a similar looking game. It was actually much harder when it first came out. Redstone, they changed the XP pacing a lot and it went pretty casual as well, even though it's probably still more hardcore than a lot of current games. But I'm curious to see how you know how this is gonna play. If it's gonna be grindy, if it's gonna be, you know, difficult, or is it gonna
3: be like you level really quickly? I guess we'll have to wait a couple days to find out. You know what's funny? If it wasn't for this game, I actually was going to go play a private Ragnarok online server because I've been missing mm-hmm. the top-down kind of gameplay. I, I really <coughs> do enjoy that. Just play Ragnarok Journey. Sure. are you still playing that too? I already played Ragnarok Journey.
2: I don't play Ragnarok Journey.
3: Do you play for like a week then, Shu?
2: No, I, oh. I don't play it at all.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Shu sounds a little offended. I think you... Uh... <laughs> i, finished no, with I just
2: game. i just i just haven't i haven't had time for mmo
3: rpg you don't need to have time for ragnarok journey ragnarok journey goes on the journey without you okay <laughs> you, you just launched that shit and you're level 45.
2: yeah but no, you don't nothing that. Yeah. i get really invested in games okay like like look at my time in in battlegrounds i mean that, that should say everything i i i play the i play them and then like i just really get into it and like i don't want to Mm-hmm. I still have Sword Art Online to play, still have Shadowverse to play, Fire Emblems, let
1: me- Look st- at Shu, Mobile Gamer, Mobile Gamer, <laughs> she was, she was transitioned fully to Mobile. Fully embraced.
2: No. <laughs> I like Battlegrounds, I have more hours in Battlegrounds, like come on.
1: I still find the mobile I- game, the browser games that play themselves, the most absurd one was that Divine Storm one. You launch it, and it's like, pick a class, it's four classes. If you choose nothing, <laughs> it just pick, it just picks one for you. Like, yeah, that's that to me. You, you, you basically lost the game. You go you go take a shit. You come back. You're level 50 wizards. <laughs> what? And you have a name. It picks a name for you too. You got yes. a name. You get gear. You kill monsters automatically, The game is playing itself from the beginning to the end. It's so it's a, it's so automated. It's a like progress quest, but with the reskinned versions. You know, it's an MMO progress quest. <laughs> uh, I want to remind you guys. True Savior
0: launched exactly last year this month. Wow.
3: And I remember, I've
2: never I haven't played it since.
0: No.
3: <laughs> I want to want to play it. Does that make sense? Dude, me too. Man. Yeah. Me too. I, I actually do too.
2: Let's-
3: Do you want to give it another try? I mm. would give it another try.
4: I actually do want to play it Wait, again. What, are, what are those boosts coming out? I'll give it a try. Oh, wait, are they giving all new they're players already, like a- They're already out. Okay. But you have they're to make like, an all new account. account.
3: Oh. Whatever. That's fucking bullshit. Oh, sorry. Excuse my language. I didn't mean to use the word that's <laughs> I want to like Tree of Savior so much. It was just those 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 levels of doing that. Maybe maybe with less players. It's fun again We were, were you trying to say it was just that was a pesky gameplay that kept you away. No, but I want <laughs> okay I, I remember this about Tree of Savior. I wanted to grind. I was all ready to grind The problem was there were so many fucking people you you couldn't grind efficiently. That's, that's true. Like, so, maybe it's just a game where you need less people. So, it's weird to know. say that about M.O. though, right?
1: But the way the isometric game it is, it did require like separate like grind areas. Normally, problem, you do want you know, full <laughs> games.
3: You do. MMOs, but Tracer so I'm didn't no have nothing with the big open world.
1: Yeah, that's fair.
4: MMOs are never designed to actually support their populations. If you actually look around at the amount of resources that are available at any one time in any game that you play, they're never actually designed to support that many people.
1: So they're all built like the fitness club model, the gym model, right? If everybody in the gym who has a membership goes, there's not enough, you know, stuff to play with. right. You need 5% of people there at all times to make it like comfortably full, but not overwhelming. Plus, you know, they kind of expect you to be a different progress than parts of the game. But man, trying to play a Tree of Savior on launch day and launch week was a disaster. Incredibly it high pings. Yeah, it was I'm unplayable. I'm
3: installing it. I'm installing
1: it. I actually want to play it as well. So a- anyone with me? Almost with me. I'm,
3: I'm, I'm with you guys. Sure. The, the
2: grind is too real in that game. It's Just so let's bad. give
3: it a. Come on, let's be open-minded. Let's we can hold Cold our effort. hands. You guys want to play? We'll hold it
0: tomorrow? hands I'll grind. I'll. I'll, I'll stream I'll play it tomorrow. It. Uh, okay. I'll play a game.
2: Game. I, I won't be. Let's do it.
1: All right. <laughs> all right. Well, whoever, whoever wants to join us will join us. Should be fun.
3: All swordsmen, all the time.
1: Hmm.
0: <laughs> you know what's funny? Dude, that music was so good. We didn't even get to uh, uh, the game we played for Sunday fun day this week. It's so forgettable. Oh, that's a good discussion. Mirage. Discussion, Mirage. Let's
3: talk about it now and then we'll talk about what we played and enjoyed. All right. Mike, right, go ahead. Take
1: take it. you you are the most passionate about Mirage Arcane Warfare on. Huh? Tell us tell us what you thought about Mirage. Okay. Please. I loved chivalry um, it was it
0: was it was novel, memorable, big, fun game, okay, so when this game when I first heard about this game, which was by now by now years ago, right it's been a while since I heard about this game,
4: mm-hmm. uh,
0: basically it was chivalry with magic, so I was, like, oh, that was pretty cool, and uh this Sunday I got to play it uh, and I was very let down it was it was a smaller game than chivalry chivalry in every way uh, fewer players per server. 20 is the max. So, you can play with 10v10 10 10 tops. Uh, the graphics didn't really move me. The animations, the you know, the 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 lo- character lines and stuff weren't like, you know, funny or interesting. Like they were in chivalry. The, the spell effects, which was the main thing, spells, didn't feel impactful. I just felt like these little orbs, you know, slowly floating towards somebody. And I was really let down with the by the game. I did not have a good time. I don't recommend it. So there it is.
1: Uh, I thought it was thoroughly okay. It did get a little more disappointing as I kept playing because it didn't give me the pizzazz to make me want to keep playing. And I couldn't nail down exactly why just yet. But I'm, I mean, it just, it just after playing the beta, I'm not going to pay for it, right? Maybe I'll try it again before it launches because the beta is good until like the day before it launches. So maybe I'll try it again before it launches. Maybe I'll like it then. But it didn't. it, It felt so much like Chivalry. That I would rather play chivalry. Like if it went its own way, it still kind of had its own mechanics with the, with the abilities, but the the swinging and stuff. It was it almost felt like they they started as their base game as chivalry. They just copy pasted that chivalry and then made tweaks to it rather than make a game on its own. And because it was so similar, but it still felt a little awkward. It just made me want to play chivalry. So for me, it didn't really do it for me. I, I'm curious <laughs> if you find the drop off rate for the you know the beta. You know, let's see how many people are playing Mirage Arcane Warfare now. It was pretty bad last time you looked at it. Yeah, right, 100 so, players online. It's not a <laughs> lot.
4: I, I have refined my opinion since last So, what I think happened here is the people that make sh- Chivalry sat down and they said, What's popular today? And they saw Overwatch and they literally just took the key elements from Overwatch, which are abilities, classes, that art style, and just threw it onto Chivalry. Mm hmm. And that's basically what happened with Mirage. That that's what I see when I look at it. It has the same combat system as Chivalry, and that's about it. That I mean, it, it otherwise looks like somebody that tried to take an existing franchise and copy something like Overwatch or Team Fortress 2 using that franchise. Because um, and I mean, even the deliberate usage of like the term multiplayer FPS, I don't remember Chivalry ever being boasted as an FPS you know
3: mm-hmm.
4: like marketed as one but they're marketing Mirage as one but I think they want it to be closer to like something like Team Fortress 2 than they want it to be like chivalry even though it uses chivalry's basic combat system but more refined um, and you can even see it in the classes where you have the tank the melee DPS, the range DPS, and the healer—you have all of those, and you wouldn't have those in a game like Chivalry. Chivalry is closer in, like, structure to something clo- like Mountain Blade. They're—they're more—they have more in common, other than the basic combat system, than Mirage and Chivalry have in common, in my opinion. Having played both of them, um, but yeah, that's—that's that's what I'm seeing. I—I I just want to say. Okay,
0: so Chivalry came out in 2012, right? This is coming out in 2017. That's five years.
3: Here we go again.
0: I we don't see I don't see any sign of progress, any sign of uh, a novel or broad or new or interesting experience. It's if anything, the best case scenario, it's like even with Chivalry, but just different, right? With the with the whole magic and, and graphic style, but that's not good enough for five years of progress. You know, this is based on a new Unreal Engine four, where Chivalry used probably three. Uh, it's been five years of game design, you know, know-how. Uh, this, doesn't, this doesn't show a studio that
1: progressed five years after a, you know, a big hit. But the problem with that is I don't think most studios or really any studios can really churn out different games. Uh, the, you know, like look at this player unknown guy, he made the same game three times, right? Obviously, better every time. Yeah, but uh, look at Chivalry. That's this, the this thing, same game Hold done it. twice. No, no,
0: better every time. This is not
1: better in any way than Chivalry, only because they tried to make it different. This wasn't made to be a sequel to Chivalry, it was made to be kind of its own. But they should have probably just made Chivalry more polished if they could have made it okay. better that way.
4: But again, what I see is a game that took a lot of elements from popular MOBAs and yeah, and Fortress 2. And Overwatch, and I think that's the problem. The reason that it doesn't feel better is because they tried to force in a bunch of elements that didn't have anything to do with the original game. That's why it doesn't feel better, not because it's like not specifically better, but because of what they did.
0: Well, whatever it is, it doesn't feel better.
3: Huh? I could say a lot about Mirage. I got a shit ton to say, g- actually.
0: Oh, let's hear
1: it. Give it to us, Gummy.
3: Okay. Here is the rundown on Mirage. Mirage, as we've, I think everyone said, it's not it's not Chivalry 2. It's a horizontal step. They took some of those base elements in Chivalry, and then they said, okay, what can we do with these that's different? And what do they do that's different? They kept the melee comedy You have a very complex melee combat system. I don't think anyone could deny that. You have all these different types of moves, and you have this parry system. That's part of what made Chivalry great. So we get into these really heated battles where it's all <laughs> a parry, swing, Big emphasis and on someone melee. kills you from behind
4: yeah oh and oh, oh throw the here.
3: but then what, <laughs> what mirage does is it throws in abilities and here is what i don't like is that the abilities completely eclipse this complex intricate uh melee combat system now the emphasis in the game is you know when's my cooldown going to come up what ability am i going to use what build should i uh, bring into this fight in order to take out my enemies Now it's like I just press one button and I'm swinging around in a circle with my axe to kill other players. It doesn't have that skill-based, rewarding feeling when you get a kill. At the same time, the maps have become very congested. When you look at, uh, as we see in the video, these these look more like hallways with some pockets of open space, but when you run down these hallways, you're always by yourself. There's no... And if you look at a video of Chivalry or on our review page, there's these big open spaces where you look to the right and left, you see your other players, you're screaming for Agatha. This is Mm -hmm. more like gangs fighting in an alleyway whereas chivalry is a war uh, uh between countries and i think that that's that's very important in a game like this you want to feel like you're part of this big bloody battle not some type of, of turf war over who gets to marry veronica from west side story or whatever whatever her name was in West side Story. <laughs> at the same time there's a huge issue in this game when it comes to the the tone the aesthetic tone which feels like disneyland juxtaposed against this extreme violence and actually if you compare chivalry and we can't help but compare chivalry uh because it's so close uh the violence has actually been toned down in mirage uh, which really disappointed me because uh because it just doesn't work with the palette purples oranges really like hot 80s uh pinks Hmm. uh colors and it just doesn't work it doesn't work for the the type of atmosphere they're going to create it's like my first violent video game it just it's its it, the tone, you're, the you're tone right. is all wrong it's
2: really weird like i'm watching the video right now and it just it just looks
3: yeah it's great. like it's like is it disney or is it grindhouse it says it's, it's a it feels like an arena where you would find mickey mouse and goofy ripping off each other's arms right <laughs> and, like, and then there's also something very off-putting about the character designs number one the way the colors are designed, they bleed and they blend into the environment way too much. It's very difficult to distinguish the characters against the background textures uh, often. You can see that on our review page with some of the screenshots. I don't get
2: the, um, the, the color scheme. It's, it's No, it, it doesn't stand purple out. This purple-orange thing? This purple-orange yeah. like, going on? Like, what? Well, it's, yeah. it, what it
3: is, is it's really fun looking when you get the right shot from the right angle. Uh, but when you're in the game, it, it, like I always forgot what team I was on. And that's that's the last thing I'll bring up. Uh, in Chivalry, you had a real extreme sense of your identity with your teammates. You were for Agatha, or you were for those other guys who weren't Agatha, because for Agatha was more fun to say. Uh, <laughs> and this, there's no sense of identity with your teammates, and that's why I kept killing uh, my my teammates. I'm like, fuck, I was purple last time. I must be purple again, but I wasn't. I was orange this time. So there's no camaraderie that way. Again, I think this comes back to the, the sense that this is a street gang war rather than a, a, a street gang battle than a war. This This... What it does is it feels like a hero-based team deathmatch. No matter what mode you're in. It doesn't feel like a skill-based combat system. So like I said, I had a lot to say. Uh, there's, no, there's no epicness to Mirage. It's just kind of a forgettable, but yet fun. And there's are hilarious moments. It is fun, but it's just... You just don't care afterwards. In, um, in
2: Chivalry, I recall, like, you used to just lob people's heads off, like, straight oh, up. Oh, yeah.
3: Actually, I have a great screenshot of just that. <laughs> The
1: colors are really wild in the, this game. Yeah, even that one level. It's really, it's
2: really it The is, game
1: modes are also
0: boring compared to chivalry. We had to kill shoe. the peasants. You had to kill the king. You know all this stuff. Oh
3: yeah. Oh, you busted in. See, uh-huh. in this screenshot, I mean, I'm showing you this. Uh, the gore, this guy's arm gets ripped out, and his blood is spurting out. He's looking, and he's horrified. But in this game, that just I never f- happens. You don't even notice limbs getting ripped apart.
2: I loved chivalry. That was a really
3: I fucking hard. love chivalry
2: too. <laughs> I'm so bad at it now, though. Like, it's one of those games you have to like kind of keep on it, otherwise you kind of you really lose it, you know. Mm -hmm. But the duels in (laughs) that game were so epic. When you had like that, like both sides, like uh, you had like those those death matches or whatever, and then Mm -hmm. like you like the one on one at the end in the arena. Oh man, Mm -hmm. it's fun.
3: I want to point out though, Mirage isn't a bad game. It's not a bad game. It's just a good game. I mean, I know Aaron I think you you take a difference of opinion there. I don't think it's a bad game it's just that it's building off a predecessor that just had so much more impact that it's and you and it's and because its elements are so similar it's impossible to avoid comparing them and that's where it really suffers if mirage was the first game and chivalry was the second it would feel like a natural progression but in this way it feels like a um it feels like a reversal i think yeah yeah it's a smaller I really game. fucking needs abilities too
0: it's a smaller game and if it was free to play okay i'll give it a pass and say it's a good game but it's not going to be free to play. It's going to be buy to play like Chivalry. And there's really no reason to play it over Chivalry.
1: No. There was almost like a like a beauty to the way Chivalry was designed. It was a game you could just pick up and kind of know what's going on pretty quickly. Yeah, you wouldn't get the intricacies of when to block, how to swing, right? But you got the gist of the game. Whereas a game like Mirage, it adds those complex mobile elements. Where you have to know what all the freaking abilities do. And not just the freaking abilities. You have to know what every other ability does too because... It, you know you have three abilities on every class and there's actually an alternative ability as well so you can cho- your loadout is choosing between two abilities on each slot so there's six total abilities per class and then you know that of all the classes it's adding complexity where it's not even needed i mean mobiles you know have that complexity but they took a formula in chivalry where I think Chivalry it was a deep game and there was a lot to learn and master but you didn't have that extra like extra element of having to learn what all these stupid abilities do it just adds more too much complexity in 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 a format that worked really well before, and I don't I I always hated the the complexity of MOBAs as well, but they always got away with it. But I don't want to see unnecessary complexity in other games, and it's just it's a bit odd.
2: Chivalry is like the only game I've played that really had a real sense of sort.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's true.
2: Like I really felt like when you were in that one v one situation. Like Mm -hmm. based on what your what weapon your enemy had, what you had, there was this real sense of like, outplay. Like when you killed that guy, you felt like, damn, I outplayed that guy. You know what I mean? (laughs) And there were like so many cool ways you could kill someone. Like there's one time I was playing and There was like, like spikes on the wall, and I kicked him into it, and he just like, died. Yep. That that, that feels amazing. You know stuff like.
1: Uh Gumby, you reviewed Chivalry and you gave it an excellent and I I it was like highest it. honor. I think I agree. that was actually I think my first
3: excellent as a review. Um, because Good. I think chivalry really deserved it because it was the right mix of silly plus deep plus um, novel. And that's really important.
1: All right. Well I think what we learned is Mirage makes us want to play Chivalry. That's a just that well, guy. Uh,
3: before we end the podcast, I do want to talk about what we played uh, each week. Uh, something new we've been trying to do is just kind of uh, recap what we've been playing, not just MMOs because we don't just play MMOs. Uh, popular to contrary, uh, contrary to popular belief, Shit, I mixed that one up? Uh, so <laughs> I'll start real quick. Uh, what I've been playing this last week, I finally beat Near Automata. I mm. think it's an amazing game. This will be the last time I shill it. Uh, it actually got me to go uh, study up on existentialism and stuff, but you don't have to. Um, I also started playing Doom. I think it's the smoothest freaking FPS I've ever played in my life. I can't believe how much fun of a single-player experience it is. And I also picked up Mamadora. Not sure I'm saying that right. Reverie Under the Moonlight on Steam. It's this Metroidvania uh, platformer. It's a shit ton of fun. It's really hard. I'm really enjoying that a lot. (coughs) So I've had a pretty fun
4: week. I'm surprised that you picked up Momodora because it's actually an indie title made by, like, I'm pretty sure one guy. It's a series I like of, indie like, titles. four or five games now. But it's never actually made it to Limelight until, I guess, it got released on PS4, this new one.
3: It's a really good game. I highly recommend it. It was on sale. Uh, it's deep and challenging, uh, but it has simple controls you can pick up in a second. It's a lot of fun. And Nier is great. Uh, really loved it. Who's, who's next? next? I have a list here if we want to know who goes next. I have Omer on top, then Matt, then Erhan, and then Shu, who's not on the list, but she's going anyway. All, right, all, right, all right. I'll
1: take it real quick. I played quite a bit of PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds, as I said earlier. Uh, basically, all my free time this week has been going towards PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds. It's a really fun game, and I kind of showed it at the beginning of the podcast anyway. But beyond that, uh, I've been traveling a bit, so I haven't been able to play too much. I'm actually really looking forward to Persona 5. Uh, it's a game I've probably been most excited for since like the last few years. And it, I, unfortunately, I pre-ordered it, but it should have come to my house in Vegas. I'm not in Vegas right now, so I'm going to, have to buy it again while I'm in Europe and in Turkey right now because I don't want to wait till I'm back in Vegas to play it. I'm eagerly waiting for it to pick it up in retail here in uh, in Turkey. I don't mind paying twice for it because fuck it, Persona Five, and I'm eager to play. But beyond that, it just for me, has, has just been uh, player notes. <laughs> all right, so, I
4: all right,
2: you guys uh, go first. Mm-hmm.
4: So I, i've been dragging my feet trying to finish breath of the wild i put like 40 maybe 50 hours into it and i'm at the end now and i'm looking at my goals and what i've got left and i'm just like I, I i'm not having fun anymore you know like i had fun when i was able to just run around and do whatever i wanted whenever i wanted you know i i enjoyed the content on its own at my own pace which happened to not be a very slow pace at all so at my own pace didn't matter um <laughs> But now that I have, like, two things left to do, I'm dragging my feet. The other day, I sat down for the first time in, like, a week, and I played through the part where I have to do the memory thing. I I did six of them out of, like, 12. And I'm still sitting here, like, I I don't want to finish it. I I don't care anymore. I've never cared about Zelda's story in any of the games. I I only was here for the gameplay, you know, that kind of thing. Um... So uh, it's really hitting me hard right now. I, I, I'm really disappointed in the fact that it went so long that I liked it. Like that, I it's a game that I could have finished in like 10, 20 hours maybe, and I put like 40 into it, and it, it's just really killing me that I am hitting the end now, and I, I don't want to finish it because I just I don't care anymore, and uh, it's been rough with that. But the other thing I've been doing is I, I got. I told you guys about that expensive controller I bought the other week and I've been playing the shit out of that game. I've been playing like three hours a day of this rhythm game called Sound Voltex, and it's literally the most insane rhythm game I've ever played and just, I showed you guys the other day, but I'd like to show the stream how big this controller is because it (laughs) overtakes my entire desk, so here you guys go.
1: Wow. Can you can you program that to play uh, other PC games? Just try playing like an FPS game on that. All right.
4: <laughs> well, the the buttons correspond to different keys on your keyboard, and the knobs are X and Y on your mouse. So you, I could do any game with it technically. I was gonna yeah. do something laughable and try and play a shmup with it, but um, yeah. So that's mostly what I've been doing. Uh, I I tried out the. The other game deformers the other day and it was extremely hard to get it to work there were all sorts of bugs but that's why they have the open beta and it's actually kind of funny because it's a brawler and you really the team fights and the normal fights are what they're really meant to what you're meant to be playing but they have this like rocket league ripoff mode and i had a lot of fun with that because it's like rocket league but not and you have the whole ability to like punch your enemies and the one class like you can shoot enemies and it's like Rocket League with being able to punch people, pick them up, and like shoot. I had a lot of fun with cool. that. Awesome. And
0: uh, Matt's uh, stick reminded me of a gif I saw this week. This guy plays Dark Souls with a bananas. with A bunch of bananas. I'm playing that right now. Well-
4: yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I was... <laughs> I literally stopped when I realized what he was playing it with, and I went, "Holy shit!" Like what?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my god. oh my what god! Oh my god! Dude. Among men,
1: I have mad respect for this guy.
2: Holy shit!
1: That is so cool.
0: Um, for what I've been playing, um, I've been traveling as well with my brother to Turkey, so I've been playing mostly, uh, uh. No not nothing not, not hardcore. I played a few rounds of Battlegrounds with them. I played around Dota today with an old friend. Um uh, I had to uninstall Fire Emblem on my phone finally. I'm still uh, rocking I'm still rocking a 16 gig phone. Uh memory, uh, uh storage. So I had to delete I that sure before.
3: like iPhones.
0: Well, ne- well, they don't make them that small anymore. I just got a I got a small one. Okay. Uh, you could resist. All right, all right, mm-hmm. all right. And then I bought myself a, a 3DS game actually, the Mario and Luigi Dream Team. I love the Mario RPGs, so I'm, I think I'm gonna have a good time with this one as well. It's something to play like at the the coffee shop or while I'm traveling around on the bus. So that's what I've been up to. I just
2: got deja vu of that. Did you say that last week?
0: The Mario Dream Team? I don't yeah. think so. I don't
3: think so. No,
1: it didn't.
2: I have, like, this sense of deja vu that, like, I literally heard that exact same sentence. You, like, I do
3: have you, a feeling, sure he did say he was going to get it. I have a feeling.
0: Okay, well, I don't know if I... Was I, a, I okay, do... I better. have it now. I, ha, I have it now. So maybe I said I was going to get it? Okay, so now I have it.
1: Dude, did you ever deja vu of a player known as battlegrounds where you're in a situation, like, I, I've been here before. This exact situation. I feel like I've already had that.
2: But I, I had those situations where, like, I have... I feel like I've been in this position before, and I know I'm going to die, and then boom, I die. <laughs> like you the just prophecy shot is like fulfilled. You know, you know, like in your head, you're like, "Oh God, I'm about to get shot," then boom, headshot, you're dead.
0: You guys want to say this? Prophecy fulfilled. <laughs> Guess they can already are already I emulating saw... Persona Five. All right, go ahead.
2: I'll, t- I'll talk about my mine. Uh, so I actually just got Persona Five. It just came in the mail like during the podcast. Oh. I think go downstairs. And, uh, I didn't
1: know you, you know, even like Persona, Show.
2: Dude, I, I, I've never played a Persona game, so this is like my, this uh, is my Persona you, you, You're game like, right?
1: okay, I think it's up your alley. I got, your genre.
2: I got the Take Your Heart Premium Edition because it came good, with a cute plushie and a bag. Good, good choice. So, um, but I also pre ordered another game, and I pre ordered it a while ago, and it just came in. And uh, I'm gonna. Okay. And I am super excited about it. It's called Blue Reflection, it's a JRPG with magical girls. So it's like. My favorite thing ever in a JRPG, so I'm I'm really excited. Um, however, the game is in Japanese, so
1: <laughs> Moonrooms.
2: <laughs> it's it's Give completely in Japanese. Uh, no. can you read Japanese? I, uh, I can read some of it, but I can understand it because they talk, right? All right, that's they... cool. So I can understand like the conversations, and I can read enough to know what the buttons do. But like, it's it's kind of like. Sometimes they'll say something and I won't know what they're saying. Cause like, or, or sometimes they'll be like moon runes and I can't really read it because it's like an I call them advanced moon runes. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> there's like too many advanced moon rooms and I can't understand it. But in general, when they're just like having a conversation, like in the, in the game, it's fully voiced so I can understand, but it's really a pretty game. And it's by Gust who made Atelier series.
1: That's a game uh, you worked on, shoe, wasn't I it? Did. There you
2: I, go. I used to work on Gust Games a long time ago.
1: Cool.
2: I've been quite quite a while since.
0: Okay. All right. Well, there huh? it is. Awesome. That's the week, guys. So, uh, hope you enjoyed that. If you want more, you can stick around for the after show. If you're watching on YouTube, this is all you get.
3: Too bad yeah. for YouTube. <laughs> He see a YouTube.